Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Listen, we had a we had a really tough schedule. No one understands that we were on a, on the road for the 21 or, or, or out of 27 last days. So, so we had a tough schedule. We back home finally. We are trying to find a rhythm after the after the All Star break and play better, play the, the Jazz basketball that everybody that every, everybody loved. So, so we got a like I said a home stretch here, and and, and and we have to take care of the business and then try to get on another another winning streak. Take care of the business, PK. You got to love that. Take care of the business. Uh, we play jazz basketball that everybody loves, and uh, yeah, we do love jazz basketball. We love it even more when you win jazz basketball. William Bogdanovich talking about the team after the break. They were in that whole win one, lose one, win one, lose one, ping pong, yo-yo thing. But now they've won three in a row. So can they stretch that out and put together another streak? They've already had nine 11-game win streaks this year. The streak now depends on their ability to beat the Grizzlies because they play the Grizzlies three times in their next four games. Tonight and tomorrow at home, both games start at 7 o'clock. Our coverage starts at 6 o'clock. And PK, the Grizzlies are a team on the rebuild. Nice young team. They do some things well. They do some things poorly. Can they sweep them? Can they take them down back-to-back because the Grizzlies are the essence of a 500 team? Although they're on a three-game win streak of their own. Yeah, I don't really care about the opposition. It's all about the Jazz. I've been consistent on that. It doesn't matter who they play. If you play Jazz basketball, that they should be able to win. And there's no reason why they don't win both of these ball games. So I'm expecting yes. The reason they wouldn't win one of these games is somebody like Ja Morant, who's hard to contain, goes out and scores, you know, 37 points, 43 points, does something like that to them. And one of these games gets away from them. And that would be the reason. Yeah, to me, it would be about the Jazz not playing well. It wouldn't be about John Morant. It would be about the Jazz not doing what they're capable of doing. John Morant can do whatever he wants, whatever he's capable of, and that's fine. But I still think even with that being the case, if it is the case, that if the Jazz do what they're capable of, they win. Jazz made a trade yesterday. They acquired guard Matt Thomas from the Toronto Raptors in exchange for a second-round pick in this year's NBA draft. He was uh, playing uh, sparingly, occasionally. Didn't Nick Nurse did not like his defense? No matter how many uh, he can shoot the three, he can shoot you know he can get forty five percent of his threes for you. He's he's a really really good shooter. But uh, Nurse's thing was no matter how many points he scored, he gave away more at the other end. So the Jazz get him, and I guess they'll see if his defense can get better with Rudy Gobert playing behind him. I don't know that he'll ever be on the floor with Rudy Gobert. I mean, I have no idea who this guy is. I've never heard of him. So I'm not going to act like I know the first thing about him. I had to look it up to see that he was at Iowa State and averaged like 12 points a He's game. He's George Niang's teammate. Yeah, I saw him, and I, I had no clue. I knew that after I did the research on it. But at the time, I had no idea. I would be very surprised if he was on the floor with Rudy Gobert outside of the layup line. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Dame dribbles with the left hand. Now he takes off, steps back. Fadeaway three is no good. At wow. the, no, there was a foul. There was a foul with one second left. Unbelievable. 
Fumble. Jackson now on the right wing. Clippers moving with Jackson driving right. Turnaround J is good. Reggie Jackson from 15 out on the far side. Tobias with it. Skids to a stop. Reverse pivot. Cross court skip into the near corner green. He fires for three on Schroeder. And he's done it again. Danny Green like manna from heaven. It dribbles down right into the net. And good. Fox breaking down the defense. Drive to the rack. Finger roll scoop. There's a new career scoring high for De'Aaron Fox. Wearing a Kings uniform. Taking it to the rim. Fox has 44. Darren Fox with 44 as the Kings beat the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry out with that bruised tailbone, so the Warriors losing. Uh, the Lakers, well, the Lakers are without their two big dogs, and they lose again four in a row now. Danny Green back to play the Lakers, and he lit up his old team, PK. Familiar story. You chuckle when you see the uh, box score and see he's got 28 points and shot the ball really well. Uh, yeah, in this case, uh, some of the former guys uh, from Formula, I'm not much of a team that he was playing against. Uh, Danny Green's been a well-traveled guy, so that means he's got to have several big nights. <laughs> but uh, you know, the Lakers, they just don't have enough. They don't have enough firepower right now, and it's obvious. It's just a question of how long this continues. is equal to how long those guys are out. How far can they drop? Well, right now, that was loss number 17 for them, so they are still in fourth place, but they are a game and a half in front of both the Nuggets and the Blazers. Three and a half in front of the Mavericks. So we will we will watch and see if this losing streak stretches out here. It's now four in a row. Clippers won. They beat the Spurs 98-85. They had a two-game set with San Antonio. They sweep that. Reggie Jackson with 28 points as the Clippers win. They're in third place. They're three and a half games behind the Jazz and only a half game behind the Suns right now. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard did not play, so it's a nice win for them. And they make a big trade that we'll get to in a second. Well, yeah, right now the Clippers send Lou Williams and two second-round picks to the Atlanta Hawks for Rajon Rondo. They get playoff Rondo. Regular season Rondo isn't that special, but can playoff Rondo come up big for them in the postseason? And how much does how much will they miss Lou Williams scoring pop off the bench? Yeah, that's a surprise deal to me. I would have thought Lou Williams would have netted more than Rajon Rondo. Agreed. Enough teams looking for bench scoring. You think somebody would have uh, would have gone for him? And, it, you know, I know they wanted the point guard and the traditional point guard, but they got an old-school point guard and somebody who can't shoot. So they went from somebody who can light it up, maybe not the most consistent player in the world, but he could light it up, versus somebody who it's unusual if he lights it up because he's not known to be a shooter, uh, but you know, he can run an offense, that's for sure. So an interesting deal for them. It's going to be fascinating for me anyway to see how it plays out once we get to the postseason, because that's obviously what they brought him in there for. So the Clippers are one team everybody's going to be checking on because of that trade and all the reasons you just listed. And the other one is the Denver Nuggets, who is part of uh, Orlando, uh, Orlando, just moving the whole starting lineup pretty much. Uh, they get Aaron Gordon. So they get all of his athleticism. He doesn't have to carry the franchise. But, man, when he goes... When he goes back door, he goes flying down court on a break. You got to figure that uh, the Joker is going to pick him out and set him up for a layup or a dunk. So is Aaron Gordon going to replace Jeremy Grant? Because it's clear they have not replaced Jeremy Grant, and they miss Jeremy Grant. And what port, what portion of that load can uh, he start to carry? 
Well, I think in the interim, he replaces Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap's at the end of the line here. Mm -hmm. And you look at, he starts, but he usually doesn't even play 20 minutes a game. So I don't think Aaron Gordon individually is a phenomenal player. But I think the the Nuggets were lacking there, as you say, Grant and Millsap. Grant's gone, and, and Millsap is at the end of the line. So I really like that pickup for what they need for him to do. They don't need him to be a big superstar because they already got one, and they've got a couple other nice players too, and obviously Jamal Murray's right there. So, yeah, I think the Nuggets, out of all the teams in the West, right now we'll see about some buyout stuff, but right now I think that the Nuggets improve themselves the most. They also added JaVale McGee, so they got another uh, big body off the bench for however many minutes the Joker isn't playing. There's a guy you can throw some alley-oops to, and he ought to offer you some block shots, some rim protection, and uh, help your defense in however many minutes he gets while, uh, while Jokic sits. Other deals along the way, the Miami Heat acquire uh, Victor Oladipo from the Houston Rockets. Uh, New Orleans sends J.J. Redick to Dallas. Do you think J.J. Redick's got anything left in the tank, PK? Uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, and he runs around like the Energizer Buzzy Bunny on offense. Joe Ingles has talked about having to chase him back when he was with the Clippers. Uh, and so, um, it doesn't really move the needle for me, but maybe he can make a few baskets. Evan Fournier to the Celtics. That actually happened uh, yesterday, and we were able to talk about that on the show. Nikola Vucevic to the Chicago Bulls, all part of those three big deals the Orlando Magic made. Blazers get Gary Trent, or uh, traded Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood to Toronto for uh, Norm Powell. They are going to uh, lead the league in guys in that uh, six foot to six three range who can shoot the ball really well. How far is that going to carry him? Remains to be seen. I thought that was a little bit about rearranging deck chairs because you know, they win, they beat the, you know, you had the foul with the one second left and all that. And then you I look at the box score, sure enough, McCollum and Lillard, they have very good shooting games. It just seems like Lillard's going to go down as uh, one of the all-time Blazers, uh, maybe in duration, maybe that put him on the over the top if he stays there and no reason why he wouldn't continue to do what he's doing for several more years. But just doesn't seem like they're ever going to win anything. He's going to hit some big shots, and it's going to be exciting and all that. But in the final analysis, they're going to go out in the second or third round, maybe the first round. The biggest name that didn't get moved, the one we were talking about yesterday as the guy who could LeBron most... James. Is the guy who could most tip the, the balance name who didn't, power. Who didn't get, no, the biggest name who didn't get moved was LeBron. The biggest name we didn't get moved who was rumored to be moved. Oh, okay. All right. Kyle Lowry, staying in Toronto. Well, that just means, in my mind, they didn't get enough for him. Right. And that was what their uh, their front office folks said. The offers weren't good enough, so they're not moving them. They're not getting ripped off here. They want value back. So I don't blame them. See if... Uh, See if he goes in the hopper here sometime around the draft when there's draft picks to be moved. Maybe that right. maybe yeah. that'll spring something loose here when people uh-huh. know who they really want or don't want or yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. I think we've kept it out of our heads all year. I mean, bear in mind now, people, you know, we we've been number one this entire year. I mean, dating back to 
all the way into October or whenever the polls came out or even this summer. And one, they're enjoying the heck out of being with each other. You know, they know there's hopefully, you know, a week and a half or two weeks left in this season. And and two, they're they're competitive and they're smart competitors. They know uh, that, you know, every from here on out, every team is more than capable of taking us down. So they're just preparing in that way. That's Mark Few, Gonzaga coach, answering the question, is the pressure building to complete the perfect season? They're now four wins away. They got through the first week of the tournament. So now to the Sweet 16. They've got Creighton, and that is the first game on Sunday on CBS. That'll be at noon Mountain Time. So I wouldn't think Creighton would be the team that would take them down, PK. Yeah, I don't think that the, in the short term there's going to be any more pressure that there already is as far as just winning and advancing. You know, Maybe when they get uh, to the final or the semifinal, if they should get that far, I'm rooting for them. I'd love to see it. And at that point, you know, because then it becomes a realistic, more so talking point than it is right now. Because now, as you say, they're in a Sweet 16. It's just about beating Creighton. Uh, and if you were, I don't know how many games they play this year. If you were usually like 35. If you're 35 and 0 and lose to Creighton, and if you're 34-1 and one and lose to Creighton, I don't really see where it's going to be any more or any less devastating. It's going to be the same. It's going to be about the moment. This team coming into this season, as it has been for a while now for Gonzaga, is built to try to win it all. And that's where the joy or the devastation is going to come in. And I suppose maybe it builds a little bit more in the regular if you got to the final but at the same time are they going to say yeah but indiana played a legitimate season with fans and yada yada so does this really count in that regard if i'm like mark few if i'm mark few and his guys that's really the last thing i'm worried about they're 28 and 0 right now maybe when they get to 30 they'll feel the pressure yeah that's what i'm saying but the the thing it's a little different you know i think kentucky was the last team right who made the serious run at that and they were in the final four know. but at kentucky it's Hey, you know, they, they've had other championships, so the undefeated thing is the thing that is special, whereas Gonzaga get the title. Now now it's just all the same thing. I mean, you either, either you get the title and go undefeated. You can't have one without the other. Right, but the problem with Gonzaga, the undefeated, is so many of the games are just overmatched. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's did you, did you win it all? Kentucky is more likely to lose an SEC game than Gonzaga is to lose. Right. Exactly. A West Coast Conference game. Yeah. All right, Sweet 16. We got uh, four games Saturday and four games Sunday. This is different than having the Sweet 16 on the weekday. We won't have overlapping games and have to choose between them, which sometimes is easy, but sometimes they're both good games and you want to see them. But now they'll be spread out one after another, and they'll start. Uh, they'll start a little afternoon, and then they will run until uh, 10 o'clock at night tomorrow. So great! It's like a little college football. Yeah, exactly right. Four games, one after yeah. another after another. First like two, first two are on CBS, and then the two uh, late games are on TBS. Great. So enjoy your college hoops. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, college news: Utah Jazz assistant coach Alex Jensen has reportedly removed his name from consideration for the open head coaching position with the University of Utah men's basketball program. The prodigal son will be staying on the Jazz bench, apparently not returning to the Hill. But driving a new car to practice today to shoot around. <laughs> I assume you got a raise, is what I'd been told. And, you know, we talk a lot about you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think this is exactly who Alex Jensen is. He wants to be an NBA head coach. 
I mean, I'd spoken to him about it a few years back, and we know he's talked about it and whatnot, and this is his goal, and he's staying true to his goal. Good for him. I don't think he could have lost either way, but if this is what he wants, he's got my support 100%, and any team that he takes over in the future here, I'll obviously be pulling for him. Now the question is, where do the Utes go from here? Now all the other names on the list, all the guys who've run college programs, who gets the gig? Well, Jerry Bryant has not run a college program. Uh, Okay, you're right. And and, and to me, man, I just don't know that I like... Nothing against Johnny by any stretch, because he's going to come recommended highly from the Jazz. I know this. And the Jazz, when they give out recommendations, that carries a lot of weight. And obviously, Mark Harlan is going to have no stone unturned as far as that goes. So he's going to do his intense research, and I'll support whoever Mark hires. I'll take that attitude with uh, every coach. Uh, give give the man, give the woman a chance to see what they can do, and we never really know. But it just seems to me that Utah should have someone who has head coaching experience. And somebody, there's all these reports out there, and I can't keep track who's having what first or this or that. But somebody had the Florida guy out there, and that really intrigues me if he would be interested in coming. But it does seem like a risk to hand a Power 5 program to someone who has no head coaching experience. Yes, in a program the stature of Utah's. And maybe I'm overinflating the program, but when you were there in the 90s like I was, I can't help but now, think of the program in that and, regard. And I don't think it's just the 90s. It's a century of basketball. They sure. are top 15 in wins. Top 15 in winning percentage. They've been to four Final Fours and 16 Sweet 16s. It's a really good program. We know other people are <clears throat> historically a really good program. Obviously, it's not right now. But historically, it's a very good program. And we know other people are throwing out quotes like, it's a sleeping giant. Mm, whether me, you're it's the, already a giant. Whether you're the person who uh, revives it after 15 uh, so-so years that don't match up with its history is another question. But if Mark Harlan feels like he's the right guy and if he's got enough people telling him he's the right guy, don't worry about what everybody thinks and don't worry about your stature. If he's the right guy, go get him. And the thing that I think is intriguing about Johnny and Alex, although you know now it doesn't matter with Alex, but the thing that is intriguing is I think the Utes can get really good players. I don't think they're going to get the best players. The best players are one and done. So I don't even know that the best players are going to take you where you want to go because we're seeing lots of times that doesn't work. We've seen it at Duke. We've seen it at Arizona. We can, it didn't work at Kentucky this past year, certainly. Uh, but if you can get good players who need to get better, which is how they've done it in the past, these two guys, the part of the program, I'm sure they'll be good at. Now, there's 40 things you got to do when you're the CEO of the basketball program. But player development... They're going to be great at that. And that's going to be a critical point. I shouldn't say they if it's not going to be Alex. He, with Johnny, would be great at that. But it's all the other stuff. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I was in Florida when the deal was was finally completed. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier to do cartwheels on the sand. I'd say that. Um, <laughs> Rich is having a hell of a visual over there right now. But uh, yeah, no, I was I was obviously very excited. I, I think that you know he is definitely the keystone of of moving forward. Mike McCarthy, glad to have Dak Prescott back under contract. Cartwheel line. Okay, that's nice. Nobody can really visualize Mike McCarthy doing cartwheels, but sure. Uh, who would you rather see doing cartwheels on the sand, McCarthy or Andy Reid? Oh, uh, Andy Reid. 
I'd like to see Bill Belichick do cartwheels. He doesn't really seem like a cartwheel type of guy. Throw him on the list. NFL has no intention of requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for players, coaches, or team staff members, according to the league's chief medical officer. Dr. Alan Sill says he hopes everyone will get vaccinated, but not going to require anyone to do it. Well, how could you require it? I don't know. No, no, I don't think you could. It, so. I think so you'd think you get pushed back and people would get lawyers. So. Yeah. DJ and PK. College football. BYU is going to host their annual Pro Day at the indoor practice facility later this morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, with coverage on ESPN and the NFL Network and BYU TV. 24, 20 former Cougars scheduled to work out for NFL personnel. Pro Days do it for, for you. Pro, pro uh, Days do it for you, PK. In person, I, I watched, tried to watch Sertain uh, in Alabama the other day, and I got bored. Hmm. Now, maybe these guys, I mean, I don't know any of these kids personally, but obviously I know of them. It might be a little bit different, but uh, just, they're going to do stuff. Okay, I already know Zach Wilson can throw the football. And now he's going to do it without people chasing him. So he's going to look really good. Yep. <laughs> Cougars wrap up uh, spring camp this evening. It was supposed to be an open practice at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but they opted to cancel that earlier this week, move it indoors. So no, uh, none of the outdoors and the fans and all of that. It's uh, closed to the public, and it is in their indoor practice facility, which the weather's looking pretty dreary out there this morning. So they'll all be staying dry indoors. No reason to make the players, you know, if it's windy or rainy or whatever. Have the ball slipping out of somebody's hands or having drops. They're going to make them look as good as possible. Put them in the perfect weather indoors. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Padres have announced that you, Darvish, will be their opening day starter Thursday when the season gets underway. The ceremonial, the respect that goes to getting the, getting the ball on opening day, PK. Says you're the guy. He's good. Eloy Jimenez Jr., Chicago White Sox, is going to miss five to six months. A ruptured pectoral tendon. He's making a play in the outfield out and left and run and hopped on the fence. His arm was on top of the fence. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't look good, but it didn't look that bad, PK. But five to six months, that is most of the season. It could end up being the entire season. Maybe he'll be back for six weeks or so at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, that, that just guts it. And he's a young fellow. He's only like 23 years old, man. He's and when they rolled the nice video. Seasons. Yeah, when they rolled the video of him doing that, they also rolled the video of him getting uh, caught up in the in the netting, making the argument for a designated hitter. Really not the left fielder of your dreams. A uh, big, bulky guy. Was yeah. he like 6'4, 250, somewhere in there? Hits the ball a long way. Yeah. Joe Gonzalez announces his retirement after 13 big league seasons. The vet is hanging it up. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Utah football availability. We'll hear from Kyle Whittingham at 8 o'clock. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, will join us at 8.30 to talk about all the NBA trades and about the Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies three times in the next four games. That's all on the way. 
with DJ and PK right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to bring in Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well. So, the question of the day. You have been on the air before. We've seen you on the billboards, seen you on TV. You're all over town. But mm-hmm. The question is, why are guys so hesitant to get their ED taken care of? Because if everybody got it taken care of, we would probably see less of you. But we're not seeing less of you, which That's means right. well, <laughs> guys who, who maybe go, could use some help there have been a little hesitant. Yeah, there's so many. So the stats say that 30% of men with erectile dysfunction do something about it. They seek treatment. That means, two, I mean, I'm assuming two-thirds do nothing. The relationship is what suffers. I think ED is kind of attached to a man's sense of self-worth, his ego. Maybe he doesn't know about our treatments and how easy they can be. But we're trying to eliminate the stigma uh, and get more guys treated because at the end of the day, it's the relationship that suffers. So you do have some uh, science now to back it up. Cambridge University, people like that are studying you, and you got a medical yes. page so people can read this stuff for themselves? Yep, 42 medical journals basically studying the two most advanced forms of acoustic wave therapy that Wasatch Medical uses. The FDA only registered these two, um, and Cambridge is on there. They've studied this. Basically, our technology regrows and opens up blood vessels with pressure waves on this part of the body. A guy does a few short treatments over two to three weeks, typically. That's enough to get rid of the ED. We've seen 40 to 50% more blood flow uh, as a result of these treatments, enough to get guys off the pill, get away from those side effects, and turn back the clock in the bedroom. Usually when you come on, you have some kind of discount or special offer for our listeners. You got one today? We do. We really believe in delivering a lot of value. Um, if you're struggling with ED, you've been hearing us. Today's your day. We're giving away so much. Uh, the assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound with our doctor, that's free. A little enhanced gift now that I have yet to see fail. It produces immediate results in the bedroom and new patients even get free testosterone. If you feel like things, you know, a little low in the tank, we got you covered there. Uh, give us a call here at Wasatch Medical. It's all no charge. Guys, you can put a stop to your ED. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that special offer. Call 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. You can call Andrew Reinhardt at the Wasatch Medical Clinic at 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys.